deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD. Hey, man, you made it through in the first try that time. Good work. (laughs) Hey, you know. Last week was, uh, even though we did play a little bit in the preseason, the two of us, uh, we, uh, it was opening week jitters, and I couldn't get that intro out to save my life. A little rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Uh, maybe, maybe it's the bourbon that helped me through. Who knows? Uh, boy. <laughs> but, uh, hey, it's great to be back. Week one in the books. We uh, we're while while we're recording here, we've got uh, another one of these ugly Thursday night games going on between the Buccaneers and the Panthers, and uh, these Panthers are letting me down big time. Well, is it the Panthers or is it Cam Newton? Well, I, I think it stems from Cam Newton for sure. They can't get anything going and. Uh, from a season-long perspective, he's really killing my Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I've I've got him in the in a season long as well. But you know, I, I suppose, what are you gonna do? I suppose I can't really complain too much after what I got out of McCaffrey last week. But hey, <laughs> yeah, you don't really need to be greedy. Let's. Uh, oh, I always need to be greedy. I don't know what you're talking about. Why? Why else would I be doing this? Sheer love of the game. Well, that too. But I also like to win. Fair enough. So, hey, uh, you got anything uh, tasty to drink in front of you tonight? Uh, I do not. I'm a single dad in tonight, so I'm being responsible. Nice. Well, then I will uh, do double time for us because. Uh, I had a uh, a very nice start to the season last week on DraftKings, so I'm treating myself with a little Weller Special Reserve uh, bourbon and backing it up with a Sun King Oktoberfest. So, I'm raring to yeah. go tonight. I saw the uh, the picture you posted on the old gram, and uh, I was very jealous. Oh, very very nice, very smooth. Just, just what you like to dig in and talk a little bit of daily fantasy football. And I'm kind of mad you didn't pull that out the last time I was over. <laughs> oh man, it, it 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 was all on the counter, buddy. It was all there. All right, well, so, I'll, I'll just skip talking to you next time and go straight to your counter. <laughs> you, you'll you'll have to you'll have to come back, I guess. Yeah, you've got more kids, so I'm sure I'll be there again. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, why don't we uh, go ahead and uh, 
do a little recap breakdown of our results from last week. Uh, how how did everything fare out for you, uh, season long and and daily? Um, not great, but not as bad as I suppose it could have been. Uh, last week, as you know, uh, and as anybody that played knows, uh, there were a handful of guys that you had to play in DFS to cash. Uh, I did not play enough of those guys, so I did not do very well. Uh, I was let down by a couple of players that really should have done something but did not. Uh, I'm talking about you, Curtis Samuel, and uh, no, mostly Curtis Samuel. That, that one really, that one really hurt me quite a bit. Uh, as far as season long goes, I ended up, uh, I think, two and three. So again, not as bad as it could have been, but that's not how you want to start. Yeah, especially since my losses were in the leaks that I care about. <laughs> Speaking of losses, one of those being to me. Yeah, man, you uh, you handed it to me pretty much with one player. The... Uh, your your Sammy Watkins pretty much uh, just beat my entire my entire roster. Yeah, I, I was fortunate enough in both of my season longs to take down high score of the week for for both leagues. Um, in, in, in the ABC podcast league, I, I did have Sammy Watkins going and, and that pretty much was, was the key to that lineup. Um, in my other league, I had Sammy Watkins on the bench and still managed to score 212 points. It was just, a an onslaught of, uh, a lineup that, is very similar to what I played in my DraftKings cash lineups. I had uh, Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler go. So, yeah, that that was pretty good. Cash games on DraftKings last week was a total smash for me. I played Wentz, Eckler, McCaffrey, and Chris Carson as my as my core and that was enough i mean my receivers nobody really killed me curtis samuel i had in there but uh, he was pretty highly owned anyway uh, other than that uh yeah 193.52 was good enough uh for a 90 percent win rate in my head-to-heads and i cashed in all three of my double ups so uh, that was good and then to go along with that, I had some tournament success, and I I ended up winning um, the man's league on uh, DraftKings, which was a 50-man GPP. Uh, so that was a nice nice way to start off. Scored 210 points with the, with that lineup, featuring. Uh, when Sparkly, Nick Chubb, John Brown, Deshaun Jackson, Evan Ingram, just to name a few. So really, really nice way to start the season. And I guess uh, let's hope that it's not uh, nowhere to go but down. Let's hope we can get that arrow pointing up even higher. Yeah, man. 
uh, best of luck to you, and hopefully some of that uh, starts trickling down. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of uh, moving on and shooting for the moon, we're going to go ahead and give some of our plays of week two main slate. So let's go ahead and uh, kick it Real up. quick, mm-hmm. before we get into into this upcoming week, I think we should flash back to last week with our, our bad calls of the week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I believe you had an Antonio Brown play. I, and, and you know what? I might say, yes, he, he didn't play. And that, uh, that, that obviously didn't generate anything, but you didn't play him as it is. And I might say that he actually had a better week than you could even imagine because he, he got off the Raiders and onto the Patriots. Yeah, I'm 90% sure this was all part of his plan to begin with. Yeah, it seems um, pretty much that way, doesn't it? But uh, I I had said Michael Gallup, which turned out to be a really good play. Sure thing. Uh, he, he came in at 25.8 DraftKings points last week. Um, the terrible thing about that is I only had him in one lineup. Well. <laughs> Come on, now you got to practice what you preach. <laughs> he was in a lineup. And when you only play four lineups, you know, what are you going to do? I hear you. I hear and I, I will, I'll be the first to admit that I missed on some of my other plays. The biggest one of which was carry on Johnson, who the Lions really let me down there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, remember... Who just was that my guys were at this point? Yeah, well, when you have a, a week as good as yours where you, you know, there's so many smash-offs, that, that, that'll that happen. I just I, I went back through and, uh, you know, as you do when you have a, uh, a down week, you go back through and try to figure out where, where you went wrong. And uh, so I obviously went back through and uh, my expectation of the Lions to, to run the ball a little bit more. Um, well, I was not as correct as I would have hoped. <laughs> or at least successfully, I should say, maybe that, you know, but I mean, part of that, I should have taken into account that they are, uh, they're hurting on the offensive line. So uh, that one was one that, uh, sounded really good, and I didn't follow all the way through with what I should have. So, adjust the process and move forward. I get you. Yeah, uh, they're not all going to be good plays. Even here's here's the thing you got to think: if you put the thought into it and and the research, just because they don't pay off, as as in you know, good performances, does not mean it was the wrong play. You know. uh, yeah, totally, totally agree. Uh, it's a constant evaluation, and uh, I'm I'm ready to see what we can do in week two. For sure, for sure. Well, let's go ahead and then move into our, uh, you know, ad hoc analysis, if you will, of uh, of quarterback and and who are you playing this week? What, who's got your Who's got your eyes? Uh, I've got a lot of chalk plays here for you. Um, uh, I'm going to start out at QB with uh, Lamar Jackson. Um, 
this guy, he's going off 6700 uh, Again, this may be one of the lowest prices that you see him at. Uh, last week, he went 17 for 20, 324 yards and five touchdowns. Now, that was against possibly the worst defense in football right now. So you're not going to expect that every single week. The issue here is that he's going up against Arizona now, which is not a great defense either. Uh, I definitely don't expect a 324 for five touchdown, but I don't think a 250 for two to three touchdowns is uh, out of the question. And at 6,700, that's an easy value. And um, he did all this too without, he only had 22 rushing, or uh, sorry, Arizona just gave up 22 rushing yards to Stafford. So uh, the possibility of Jackson going for, you know, 25 to 40 rushing yards is in play there too. So I really like the value there, even if it is a chalky play. Oh yeah, that uh, I I'm having a hard time coming to terms with Lamar Jackson because I just don't think he's very good of a passer. Uh, however, that was a hyper efficient week that he just put up last week. Uh, definitely gonna be wondering if he if he can do the same thing against Arizona. But you know, Arizona likes to pay play at such a fast pace that he's gonna get more play opportunities for one. And you mentioned there was really no rushing in uh, Jackson's play this past week which is a big part of his game. So I, I don't think he's going to pass for um, as many yards as he did this past week, um, at least not as efficiently. 17, 325 yards on 17 uh, completions is pretty insane. Obviously, the touchdowns is, is awesome, but he had those couple of really big plays to Hollywood Brown and uh, – I mean, if, if there is an opponent to do it, you know, back-to-back against, it, I guess it would be Arizona. You don't have Patrick Peterson there still. Uh, Matt, Matt Stafford uh, just threw for uh, 385 yards against them last week. Of course, that was overtime-aided uh, statistics. But, um, yeah, I, I do like that play. Uh, probably, you were right. Probably going to be pretty chalky. Uh, my guy it could be also. It's uh, I'm going with Deshaun Watson here. Um, he had a really nice game Monday night. Uh, that, the end of that game was uh, probably already this far in the, only one week in the season, maybe one of the best games of the year. Um Watson has um, all his weapons intact. He's um, one of the big things is uh, some of the stats he's able to put up with Will Fuller. Um, when Will Fuller is out there, it just really expands the the um, the play ability, and I think it really helps. I, while Hopkins. Overall stats probably aren't as high with with Fuller on the field. That offense just really hums. Uh, 
and I mean, I don't know, I don't know what you think about him, but he's got the passing and the rushing. Um, I just, I just think he's set up to have another big game. Yeah, I've been a, I've been a fan of Watson uh, for a while, going back to Clemson days, and his his maturity in the position as far as an NFL quarterback from year one to now, it's amazing. Um, He's got a much better command of his team. He feels a lot more comfortable. He doesn't have the happy feet. He's not looking like he just wants to run all the time. Uh, He's got those little nuanced moves in the pocket that really help give him a little bit more time and extend those plays, uh, which make him dangerous. not only because he can, he's getting more accurate, uh, extending the plays, giving his time or his receivers time to get open. But there's still that threat of the rush. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of this guy, and I don't think you can go wrong playing him in just about any matchup. I mean, I mean, they're playing Jacksonville, and while you know your initial thought by might be that Jacksonville, oh man, good defense. I mean, Kansas City and uh, Pat Mahomes just went in and and put up some big numbers on them. Uh, Jacksonville's got a, a rookie quarterback playing. Uh, you might expect that there could be some turnover equity there. And even if not, you know, that Houston defense is is not great. They're not as good as they were a couple of years ago. They, they gave up uh, some big points in yardage, which could, you know, turn up the shootout uh, potential. So just saying is Yeah, I mean they they gave up some some big plays, but they also gave it up to Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. It's not like it was a, you know, a ho-hum team or anything and it's not like Jacksonville was uh, you know, facing a mediocre QB either. So I don't expect uh, Watson and the Texans to go put up the same amount of points that Mahomes and the Chiefs did, did, but there should be enough there for you to get your value out of Watson. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the uh, running back position then. All right. Uh, as I mentioned, all mine are going to be pretty much your chalk plays, but um, I'll be kind of surprised if people don't start playing this guy more often now. Derek Henry... Uh, is a beast. Uh, he had, there were 28 team rush attempts. Okay, so the Titans rushed the ball 28 times, and Henry saw 19 of those. So the 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 split that was there last year appears to have gone away, at least in week one. Uh, with those 19 carries, he had 84 yards and a touchdown, which by itself is fine, but he took his one reception for 75 yards and a touchdown too. Uh, so they're showing that they're willing to use him, and once he gets it, uh, you know, get out of the way. The guy's a freight train. Um, on top of that, Indy just gave up 219 total yards and three touchdowns to the running back position. So I will take that for 6,000 every week if you give me the opportunity. So I'm, I'm playing big upside with Derrick Henry today, or Sunday. Yeah, I mean – Look, one reception doesn't make a, make him an all-pro uh, pass catcher out of the backfield, but it it, it we do 100% catch rate, baby. <laughs> we we do know that 
this guy has got home run ability. He, he's he's had some of the longest plays across the entire NFL probably over the last uh, six regular season uh, games. And, uh, and yeah, that indie defense, they did get uh, sliced up pretty good. So I would not be surprised if, uh, if Henry had a good day. Uh, the guy I'm going for is, I would say, pretty chalky as well. Uh, and, and that's Alvin Kamara. He's 8,200. So he's going to be the, one of the guys you got to budget for to, to pay up. Um, but he's playing the, uh, the Rams Uh, and, uh, the Rams just gave up a huge day to Christian McCaffrey, uh, as, uh, Per Pro Football Focus, the Rams against the run last year were uh, number 27th, um, giving up a 1.1% run DVOA. And um, as opposed to, you know, their strength against the pass. Alvin Kamara is one of those, you know, top three special backs in in the game. And his statistics without Mark Ingram in the lineup. Now, I know there's Latavius Murray there, but I, I just don't think he's quite Mark Ingram. Um, you know, last week he put up 169 yards um, on 20 touches total. Uh, that That's going to get you there. And, and it's, it's unlikely that he's going to put up that many yards and not find Pater in the end zone. So... Um, I, I like uh, Kamara to be successful again this week. Yeah, that, that last statement you just made about getting that many touches and not hitting Pater uh, last week uh, was actually one of those weeks, which was an, it's an anomaly uh, to put up that much yardage, have that many touches, and not get a touchdown. Uh, if you add... If you add just one touchdown to him, he's all of a sudden at 30 points. Uh, you know, so there's your there's your triple to quadruple value that you're looking for. Uh, I like that play because I expect that game, if it's anywhere close to what it should be, uh, that's going to be another shootout game. Well, there's definitely going to be uh, a lot of uh, emotions on the line after the playoffs last year. And um, while it's not in the Superdome where New Orleans is best, I, th- I think that um, the, the run slash uh, short passing game is, is a big part of New Orleans game plan. And, and Kamara is just not easy to stop. So Feeling pretty good about him as a as a core play this week. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't mind uh, flexing out Murray in that game either. Yeah, I could see that as a possibility. Yeah, I just I think there's going to be enough plays, uh, total plays from both teams that you can find. I mean, at 3,700, yes, flex value there. And it, he he doesn't need much to. You know, get there. It's actually, um, it's not a bad uh, leverage play if, if you think that 
Kamara is going to be super owned, uh, you know, to go ahead and put Murray in some lineups and, uh, and, and if, if he happens to get a couple of goal line carries and a couple of touchdowns, uh, you're, you're that far ahead of a big portion of the field. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think he ended up paying off last week too. Cause I think he hit, um, I think he did hit for a touchdown last week, which by itself will, I mean, that's almost double your value at 3,700. Yeah, for sure. So why don't we go ahead and look at the receiver position now? Okay. Uh, another obvious chalk play here, uh, Keenan Allen. Um, so Hunter Henry is now out. Uh, Mike Williams, uh, he's battling a knee injury. Uh, so if you look at it, the Chargers have two basic plays here. They've got the Austin Eckler show, uh, a little bit of Justin Jackson, and then Keenan Allen. <laughs> Keenan Allen had 10 targets last week, it, and they threw the ball excuse me, 34 times last week. So uh, pretty much a third of the time that they were throwing the ball, they were throwing to Keenan Allen. He goes off for 123 and a touchdown. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize. So I would expect for this game uh, that Allen gets targeted and targeted heavily. Uh, an easy 10 to 12 targets, uh, which at that kind of exposure – uh, again, volume is key. So I'm a Keenan Allen. What? No ghost of Antonio? No. Uh, I, yeah, I definitely think that it's going to um, spread out some volume on the short game pass uh, catchers, which would include Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. I, I already think Austin Eckler is a great play if he has another uh, couple of weeks like he did last week they're they're just gonna probably trade melvin gordon for a bag of peanuts or something um but uh i'm kind of surprised they haven't traded him to the uh redskins for trent williams yet (laughs) that would be awesome well there is guys going out i'm I'm just kind of surprised yeah so Anyway, <laughs> I, I get you. I, I, I don't dislike that play at all. Um, when when we talk about chalk plays, I'm guessing. So last week in the big, uh, massive $25 double up, uh, Didi Westbrook was something like 65% owned. I won't be surprised if, if, if my guy here is, is similar uh, this week. And that's Tyrell Williams, uh, 4,400. And uh, last week he, he caught uh, six of seven targets for 105 yards and a touchdown. Um, he just, he looked good, man. With, with Antonio Brown uh, vacating that spot, it, it leaves him as the number one receiver and in Oakland. And, and I thought overall Oakland looked halfway decent that that's hard for me to say um but th- they did they they 
they surprised me. I, I, I thought that they definitely looked a lot better on Monday than they had in uh, 2018 under John Gruden. But um, Tyrell Williams just coming at 4,400 is such a, such a value. And going up against the Chiefs, you know they're going to have to put up some points. So they're going to be passing the ball a little bit more. And I think that's uh, that. It's just it's it's hard to not click his name this week. Yeah, it's it's really hard, especially at that price. Uh, just a couple little stats here from uh, AirYards.com. Uh, he had a twenty-seven uh, percent target share the other night. Uh, as you said, seven targets. His average depth of target was 17.9 yards okay so let's say he catches five five balls at an average depth of 18 uh that's 90 yards right there so five for 90 you're, you're at 14 points if he puts one of those at a touchdown you're you're at 20 points easy and you're, you're coming in at almost five times value yeah um tyrell's the real deal they don't call him the gazelle for nothing uh and with them having a solid running back and a what appears to be a really dangerous tight end uh you know for somebody else to pay attention to it it gives them some options so i don't hate that play at all yeah um, especially in that game where it's i mean you never know with divisional games but you just suspect with the chiefs game that they're going to put up at least 30 points well i mean so you're gonna you're gonna have to keep up yeah they were saying how uh i i I wish I had the exact stat, but Kansas City scores. They're one of the teams that scores more points on the road than they do at home. So being in Oakland, it looks good from that perspective. And and look, the Kansas City defense, not all that great. Like I said, they just gave up uh, 85% completion rate to Gardner Minshew. We're talking like a, the, the, the second, right? Whatever it is, he, uh, you know, I'm not knocking the guy. He came out and he and he did it. He threw the ball out there and got the completions. But it's a what like six round pick uh, rookie. Nobody nobody expected that guy to be passing balls in the NFL this year. And uh, as, so it just screams nothing but opportunity for. Uh, for the Oakland Raiders. I mean, I'm full disclosure. I wanted to talk about Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs at, at those at the quarterback and running back position as well because I think they're they're both decent plays at their prices. But if if I made this into an Oakland Raiders podcast, uh, we might only have three listeners rather than five. Yeah, and that's just not worth it. Um, <laughs> just just to pivot off here. Uh, I would not hate a Gardner Minshew, Chris Conley stack in the uh, GPP play. Well, you go ahead. That's, you go ahead with that stack, and I'm going to put my Mitch stack out there, and that'll be the money we're throwing away this week. All right, we should just do it. We should just do it head to head that way. No, that's no fun. I want to see what happens. If one of them goes off, then you know you're not making anything off of it. Oh, the the pride. 
Uh, oh, I, I have plenty of pride in beating your ass every week. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. And we just lost two more listeners. Moving on. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the tight end position. All right. And my last chalk play of the week is TJ Hawkinson. Uh, <laughs> this guy went off against Arizona. Nine targets, catches six balls for 131 yards and a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> Detroit ran 80 plays. Uh, 45 of them were pass plays, which means Hawkinson got 20% of their passing plays. Okay, That's a pretty good target share that I'll, I'll take. And uh, I don't expect that they're going to change that too much. You know, they're, they're missing Golden Tate. It looks like they just said, here, TJ, you take that role. So uh, I'm going to take that play this week. Especially at three thousand, if I'm getting a tight end for three thousand uh, with that kind of target share, I'll do that every week. Yeah, you know, I uh, I I kind of love me some T.J. Hawkinson. I'm gl- I'm kind of disappointed I didn't get him in season long. Uh, I think he's going to be the next tight end to actually blow up. Obviously, he he had a big game last week. Um, the uh, 3000 price tag and a big game, I think you're right, is definitely going to um, inflate his ownership, which, um, you know, might not be a terrible thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you're talking cash game or small, small tournament, uh, taking that core group of guys, if I go through with a Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Keenan Allen, TJ Hawkinson as my core, and I have some little off-the-cuff guys there to fill it up, fill it out, I should have just enough diver- uh, different plays that I can you know, sneak my way past if I need to. I ac- absolutely, in a... Um in a cash game situation, am all all about playing the chalk if you know what the right guys are and you play the right guys uh, more often than not you're just gonna you're gonna be because not enough people are putting in the work to in, in order to to uh, do that so it, you know don't be afraid if, if you think that you got the right play. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to argue much with that. Uh, Hawkinson comes in as my number two tight end in my Fantasy Labs model, and he's projected for a 13 to 16% ownership. Is he number two to Darren Waller just to complete your your Oakland play? No, Darren Waller's down the page a little bit. Uh, that's, the top, that's too the bad. top guy is actually Mark Andrews, which um, you know. I, you know, I was going to mention earlier when you were talking about uh, Lamar Jackson that he's a great stack. I mean, Mark Andrews is going against Arizona, who T.J. Hawkinson just torched last week. So yep. <laughs> but um, my tight end, and uh, you know, it, this is not going out on a limb at all. He's the best tight end in football right now. But 
Travis Kelsey has just got pretty much the dream matchup um, going against Oakland uh, and and catching balls from uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, maybe he maybe he can actually put his eyes on Kelsey when he's thrown to him in the end zone this this week, rather than trying to trying to no look. But I'm not overly concerned about that. In his last two um, meetings against the Raiders, he's uh, Kelsey has totaled uh, 54 DraftKings points uh, on uh, 17 receptions, 230 yards, and, and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, yeah, it, it does help that Oakland just lost their uh, sensational rookie DB too, and uh, Jonathan Abrams. Yeah, so. not only that, um, you know, with Tyreek Hill down for, you know, several weeks, it, it's just more targets to spread between the main weapons and um, who other than Travis Kelsey to to get that volume. It's, you know, I, I obviously they've got uh, Watkins there and uh, – and that Miko Hardman is uh, pretty interesting, but Travis Kelsey, best tight end in football, has got the the good matchup against Oakland. There's I, there's really not much more to say. I, I mean, paying up a tight end is going to do something to your lineups that uh, that probably differentiates you from from the other lineups anyway. So. Um, when you play up, when you pay up at some of those positions where people try to save money, it, it changes your your structure and, and gives you a little bit of leverage that way. So, yeah, I mean you can't go wrong playing playing Kelsey. Or, uh, I mean it's hard to find an offensive position on the Chiefs that you should not have a piece of. Oh, I'm. I'm not going to argue with you there. <laughs> hey, you know, that's uh, sometimes you got to take the, you know, take those short putts. Don't don't try to uh, try to tap one in from the fringe. You know, go ahead and take the short putt and uh, get the birdie because uh, there, there, there's enough uh, long shots out here that we got to take to try to get get close in you know, how many puns can i make about uh golf here in this little segment but yeah i mean i mean so much in dfs when you're when you're talking about hitting big uh, you know getting those big money payoff you you got to have those outliers those flyer guys but uh, i know myself personally can get caught up so much in trying to find those guys that i have so many of them that all of them have to hit for anything to happen, which is not the right way to do it either. So it's a good idea to have a couple of these, uh, those foundation guys, if you will. Yeah. I mean, some of the research that I've looked at with, uh, million maker lineup winners, you know, they, they're, they've got some chalk and typically they only have one or two low owned, uh, positions. Um, and some, I mean, usually that's all it takes. So, yeah, you don't have to play a million uh, long shots in your lineups. Just 
Just because being, just because yeah. it's guys that people don't want to play doesn't mean that it's a good lineup. So yeah, good. Yeah, correct, correct. So uh, on that, why don't we go ahead and segue into uh, what we think uh, our quote unquote bad call of the the week. Sounds good, buddy. Uh, well, I'm just gonna throw it out. I already mentioned it earlier. My bad call of the week is Mitch Trubisky. Um, and uh, I, I think because everybody thinks that he's matching up against the uh, ex-coordinator that that uh, and and Denver's got this quote-unquote vaunted defense. We'll see. Uh, I I think that uh, the Bears have had three four extra days of preparation and and. They're not going to come out like they did uh, Thursday night. So, you know, it may be a little bit crazy, but I think Mitch is going to have a good game this week. It's funny that this week we both went QB uh, because I'm looking at Josh Allen this week. Uh, It's not totally out there. Uh, When you think about QB play, you don't, or really good QB play, you don't really think about Josh Allen that much, but that Dak Prescott just lit the Giants up. Uh, Josh Allen is not Dak Prescott, but he's got a stronger arm and he's got better rushing ability. Uh, uh, so I I think he could uh, be a sneaky play this week. Oh, yeah. I Actually, Josh Allen lands fairly decently in my, in my quarterback model. Um, He's, he's low price. He's got the uh, that equity with his legs, and he's got a decent matchup. So, um, actually, yeah, Josh Allen is the second highest quarterback in my model. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the, the good thing about quarterback is that ownership is typically pretty flat. There's not usually one guy that's out there at uh, 20 plus percent on ownership so uh, you could build lineups around just about any anyone so um, yeah I, I, I like that I think we got some uh, good good uh, discussion here on some guys that you know they they're probably deemed chalk or or as i like to say they're the right play so um those are the guys that we need to make sure we're trying to build a core around in our lineups and uh then pepper in some of the uh higher volatility plays so um with that i think uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up here for tonight uh jd why don't you tell people where they can pepper you with uh, ridicule on social media? Yeah, uh, feel free to hit me up in those usual spots at JDWest22 on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. And I can be found at Justin M. West on Twitter. Instagram is JMW1977. And the show is on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. You can email us, Another Bad Call, at gmail.com. 
Also, the blog is back. I'm going to be blogging uh, every week on uh, early in the week. Typically Mondays, I'll put out a post uh, reviewing my cash game lineups and anything else that is notable from the weekend just finished. So, for JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call. (laughs) 